to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. On my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. What a boy! Today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Kingdom of Giants. And they've got a new album called Passenger, which is going to be released on October 16th via Sharp Tone Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Dana. And today, we're going to chat about a couple of tracks, Sync and Side Effect. There are videos. We're going to chat about the album Passenger. We're going to chat about some very exciting news because this is the first album with Sharp Tone Records. So we're going to have a big hurrah, a big congratulations. And then also as well, it's been a very interesting 2020. So we'll find out what the Kingdom of Giants have been up to so far this year. So Dana, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely great to have you on. Now, I guess first thing that sounded kind of interesting to chat about with you, Dana, is congratulations for uh, the signing to Sharptone Records. You said it was a long time coming. I'm curious, tell us about that, because it is an incredible roster, an incredible label, at least from what I can tell from my side. And it seems like, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? It should have happened, so it did happen, so it's good. Tell us about this. Yes. <clears throat> Dude, uh, I remember when Sharptone first got announced like that they were a label i was actually starting to getting into starting to get into managing bands and i remember one of the bands i was reaching that i was working with they were unsigned and they were like dude what do we got to do to get on sharp tone records and i was like what is that (laughs) they knew they knew about it before me and uh i remember looking into it that day and being like yo this is the label everyone's going to want to be on. This is the one. They had like Attila, We Came as Romans, Don Broco, Amur, like everyone. It was so crazy. And I was like, dude, I want to be on this label. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. I want Forget it. about you guys, man. I'm trying to get my own band on this, you know? And that came out and we were locked into a contract with In Vogue Records at the time. And we had signed with them back I don't even remember what year it was, but it was a, a couple albums ago, and uh, we were locked in there for for four records. Um, could be a very long story, but long story short, we were able to get out of that contract um, once we uh, got in talks with Sharptone, and they picked us up. And I just, I'm just so grateful that it happened. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one of the questions I was going to ask is, okay, so then how does that feel? And the word gratitude seems to have popped up. Yeah, dude, gratitude. It just felt like, it felt like our art. We were on a ship, and it was sinking in the middle of the ocean, and another boat came by and just threw us a massive life raft, and we were able to get on that ship, and then we got onto that ship, and all of your best friends' bands were on there welcoming you to a huge party, and we were finally <laughs> in. <laughs> Beautiful. A socially distanced party. Of course. Yes, indeed. Well, it sounds like everything is in sync now. Yes. And yes. First, first single off of... Well, technically, I guess Bleach was the first single, but mm-hmm. um, officially from the... Is, is Bleach on the album, or does it start with sync and then it goes forward? It is on the album. It's something that we decided last minute um, because, I don't know, sometimes when singles get out, and just in my experience and as a listener, as a fan of other bands, singles that don't end up on records, to me personally, this is just my opinion, but sometimes they get lost in the sea of 
you know, the way Spotify or Apple Music works. So I just wanted to, it was our first release on Sharp Tone, and we really enjoyed the song. So we thought we would make room for it on the record. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, exactly. Now, with regard to the track Sync Anyway, which is a totally awesome track, something that I noted actually on the entire record is, and not trying to downplay metalcore at all, but a lot of times I listen to, to the mixes for metalcore, and I'm like, it just sounds like a really out of place seven or eight snare samples, and like a couple of other yeah. things. But like the way you guys did it, it sounds so seamless. It sounds like that's just I don't know how you guys sound. Like if I saw you guys live, there's just your drummers riding like a rocket ship instead of an actual snare drum. Like that's just how right. it sounds. Right, right. Yeah, just between between Truman, uh, our drummer, he's just a phenomenal drummer trained in so many different ways we're so lucky to have him um he actually went to a musicians institute and all that in the middle of us being a band uh so that's really great and then matt thomas at ashton audio he's our engineer mixer master producer uh kind of genius guy he just he just knows how to mix man he just makes you sound exactly how you want to sound and to me the record mix is so good it just doesn't sound overdone or super digital or underdone i think he just he just nailed it just landed right in a sweet spot i agree now sync what is this track about what is what is in sync or what is out of sync or am i making things up because it's just sync it's just sync it's uh <laughs> it's just sync it's like well, that's one thing that i have such a tough time like getting into specifics when it comes to lyrics and uh i'll I'll give you a good example of why we on our first ep have a song called the overlord and we have had people reach out countless times when we first started as a band and um that record was out reaching out telling us how much the song spoke to them and giving us their insight on what they thought it was about or what they knew it was about just by listening to it. And then what they don't know is that that song was literally written as the story of the Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) The Disney movie? The Disney movie. And I just hate to dive into explaining lyrics or anything because I feel like sometimes it'll speak to somebody in the way that they need it to uh, for them, because we always do try to have a message. You know, we have a platform, so we try to have some sort of message of positivity. And um, I just don't want anyone to hear it and be like, that's what it's about, and they lose the meaning to them, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the lyrics for Sync, and it seems incredibly deep and and maybe even cathartic so you mentioned you know we want to have a positive spin on things and you know the opening line i think it's good to hurt sometimes is uh yeah. i've been reading a lot of literature on emotions and what they mean and the most recent piece that i read was that sadness is actually there for us to let go of things totally. and so it seems like or feels like from these lyrics that you're just allowing yourself to feel so that you can move on yes Hundred percent. Cool. Now, in the midst of that, we have this incredible music video. So, go ahead and take us through this because it looks like there's some. It's like is that chainsaws that are oh, just yeah. like swinging. It's dangerous, <laughs> yeah. Dana. That's dangerous. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's our boy Ori McGinnis uh, behind the the editing and the filming there. He's uh, someone that I uh, he's basically my mentor, my best friend. Uh, we work together shooting music videos, and it's finally time that we got to shoot a proper one together for my own band. You know, we've had very small budgets in the past and really haven't been able to rent any locations or do anything. And he still made some cool things happen. But this time we really just knew that we're coming out on Sharp Tone. We got to put some time in, we got to put some money in and we got to make a very sick video uh, for the first song that people are hearing in years. The first, the launch of the record and not to mention everyone's at home right now. And I just couldn't believe that visual aesthetics are the most important thing possible right now. Mm-hmm. And something you mentioned that was the first song that we're going to be hearing from you guys in years. I think I read it was like three and a half years. Yeah, something. dude. <laughs> now, <laughs> something that I read, I think also as well as the, the burden, I don't even want to use the word burden, but the burden of like, Oh my goodness gracious, it's been three and a half years. Yep. How do we come? How do we, you know, here we are. And without yep. making it like a honk or uh, but I think it was a hurrah. And from what I'm reading on, on YouTube, because we all know YouTubers who leave comments are accurate people. And oh, yeah, professionals, uh, um, professionals at best. And mm-hmm. I mean, people are saying that they're absolutely incredibly excited and it was a great comeback. So, yeah, what was it like to sit there and say, OK, three and a half years, which one of the which one of you are going up to bat? How does that feel? It's the hardest decision possible. It is so gnarly. You just, you gotta, there's so many variables that go into it. There's, first of all, there's six people in the band, and then you got our producer, so seven people with opinions on the songs. We've all put so much time, effort, thought in. Everyone's got their favorite, and everyone is right, because it's just your opinion. So we're thinking, you know, it's the first song. So you can't put out your best song. Because and your these are all opinions by the way. You can't put out your best song because you, that would be a real bummer if people heard the best song and everything they heard after that wasn't as good. You can't put out the heaviest <laughs> song. You can't put out the most radio friendly song. You can't put out the softest song. You can't put out the most technical song. You have to just find something that when people hear it, they get an idea of what the album is going to sound like. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we didn't, it's, we actually didn't know what we wanted to do. We all had different ideas. You know, we were, some of us were on the same page. Some of us were leaning one way. Some of us were leaning the other. And Sean from Sharptone, the label owner, who's also kind of like our manager at the moment, he just, I asked him and he was like, sync without a doubt. No, no questions asked. It's got everything. First thing I hear is you coming in screaming, you know, that's like, that's what we want. People know you for that. Like, come in strong, crazy screaming intro, technical riff that comes in. People love the technical side of you guys. Catchy. It's got a good radio structure, so it'll reach. It's got a great chorus, so it'll get stuck in people's heads. It's got everything. And we were like, all right, we're going with you, Sean. And I think it was a good choice. Cause it's, and I, what I also think is funny is that it's not even, I, I don't even think any of us really even looked at that song too much because it just wasn't one of our favorites. And then once you put a video to it and you think about it a lot, I think the video made the song even better than it is. And that song has grown on all of us a lot since the release. I think we like it more than we did ever. So, 
Wow. I just imagine talking to a child that way. Like, well, you know, you started off as a stepchild. And yeah. <laughs> after we after we combed your hair, we thought, you know, you're starting to grow on us. And yeah, you're growing on us a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. Well, speaking of side effects of, you know, stepchildren, or sorry for the stepchildren out there. That was bad. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, the second single to come, uh, it's got a visualizer video, and I know that you use the word digital, and I and it kind of made it sound, I don't know, like it was a bad word to use, because one of my, my notes on it is this, it sounds more digital uh, than sync, mm-hmm. but I didn't mean it in a bad way, I just meant it seems like maybe more of the synth and, and stuff is exposed in this track, but something about it just seems different than sync in some way, and I can't really pinpoint how it's different, but either way, still an incredible track. Nice, thank you. Yeah, that one definitely, I mean, when I was talking about digital, I was just talking about the, the recording quality, I guess, not necessarily the, the vibe or the sense or anything like that. So, yeah, uh, this one, yeah, we I think a, a lot of the record, not I think, a lot of the record just does have that synth vibe to it, and we wanted to, we think that's an element that we all really enjoy from bands like The Midnight and stuff like that, and we feel like it has not been translated into our world yet and it's something that's missing and it's something we all enjoy so we yeah we dove in with the with the synth sounds a lot on the record i'm happy about it mm-hmm. now s- side effect there's only one mm-hmm. side effect what is this one side effect levitating <laughs> <laughs> terrible i hate when that happens me it's too like there's, a, it's like there's a voice screaming from the inside yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you get face to face and then a shadow pulls you down by the dead weight. Yeah. But I mean, you know. <laughs> this guy, he's got it all. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I hate when I can't feel the earth beneath my feet. <laughs> but all the side feel, effects. I know, but you can feel the air. I can. I know. Which is kind of comforting in a way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's fantastic. Now, this album, Passenger. And oddly enough, immediately as that came up, and I could just be making things up, I was reminded of uh, Deftones. But mm, nice. uh-huh. now, what should we expect from this record? What did you guys put together? Because like three and a half years, and you know, as burdensome as it was to just put a record together, what should we expect? What was put together? What did you guys aim to create? So I feel like with each record, we have tried new things and experimented and there's always been a lot of things we wanted to do as individuals and i think our last record all the hell you got to spare we did uh it was kind of our experimental album we tried a whole bunch of different new tunings we tried different time signatures we tried different structures and all these weird things that we wanted to do and that was all great and we got it out of our system but there were just two songs on that record that just everyone remembers that just hit harder than all the rest of them. And it's the ones that always people, people always want to hear that's cash out and damaged goods. So we decided no one ever does this. Maybe they try, maybe they, maybe they don't, but we wanted to try to write a record front to back of just cash outs and damaged goods. And by that, I just mean like the structure, the way they feel, just the fact that they stand out. We wanted you to be able to listen to the record front to back and be like, every song's a banger. Not, I didn't want people to be like, oh, so this is the, this is the technical one. 
the really technical one. This is the one that has the weird time signatures. This is the radio friendly one. We just wanted to write them. So you're just like, which ones are the singles, you know? And I think we did that because it's been very hard for us to choose singles. And on the last record, it was so obvious which ones the singles were going to be. Yeah. Reminds me, this is immediately thought of the Goo Goo Dolls. Like, all right, so this song is in this tuning, and then this song, they got yes. like 12, different, 12 different acoustics for a live show. That's so something. funny. Actually, I've seen the Goo Goo Dolls before, and you're, you're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, just the other day, I was listening to the album from their Boy Named Goo from like 30 years ago or something at this point. Yeah, seriously. Great album. <laughs> Yes. Before name became successful, and then they went, "Let's do that for the rest of our lives." And uh, yeah, the rest, the rest is history. But it reminds me because you said something that's incredibly smart, uh, which I know I, I hate to drop the dreaded name Chad Kroger, but uh, <laughs> when when Nickelback had a massive hit, Chad said, uh, "Hold on a second, what's that?" And he dissected it and then just put it on repeat. And uh, I don't think he there regrets. It it. I don't think he regrets no, it. I don't since, think so. Uh, I don't think so either. <laughs> so very, very smart move. But I think the important thing, too, is that because uh, my contact over at Sharp Tone gave me the album to listen to, and it doesn't sound like you guys have taken a recipe and rehashed it. It sounds right. like you guys have set up a cohesive menu at a, a beautifully done restaurant and said, this is what we have to offer. Here's what we taste like. Enjoy. That's a great reference or uh, analogy. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I am, you know, this is also one of the first records that I have been extremely hands off in the recording process. Like I was very much there, and the one behind the board when we were writing all the pre-production stuff. But um, once the instrumentals were done my hands are doing air quotes right now that's when i moved away from the band from sacramento down to long beach here so when they actually went into the studio to go record everything a lot of changes were made and i could really start to see the songs like change and take forms what they're going to be and it was just i just have to give such bad props to the whole rest of the band because they really just like took it by the reins and just changed things and, and made the album what it is. Well, you sound confident in that. I mean, how many times have we watched or felt where those exact same words are spoken, but it's, it's said with, uh, that's what I'm looking for is acrimony. Is that a word? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it, it, uh, I'm speaking of other bands like Metallica. What is it? Some kind of monster. I walked in and all these changes were made. And they're upset right. about it, kind of thing. Yeah, but this time you know, I was you, happy about it. Yeah, you were happy, uh, which is great. And it also sounds like when you're not involved, great stuff happens. That's kind of weird. Um, yeah, it's good. But, <laughs> it, 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 it feels good to just let go. You know, feels good to let go. Let other people do what they need to do, which I think is the important thing. And um, yeah. one of my other questions was going to be, you know, with regard to what's been going on with this wonderful year we've had so far. I guess. Mm. Because the album was supposed to be released you know, later in the year anyway. I guess maybe you guys weren't planning on doing so much. Or I guess how has... Or what have you guys done with, I guess, what was supposed to happen otherwise uh, so far this year? Yeah, well, it's kind of crazy because I was... Um, we had a tour in March. It was an overseas UK tour. 
and that was going to be a really sick tour. And I was on the highway. It's like an eight hour drive, basically seven, eight hour drive from Long Beach up to where the guys live and outside of SAC. So I had got him, it was like March 14th or 12th or something like that. And I had got in my car and was driving up the five, the freeway up to see the guys. And about halfway, I, someone texted me and told me that Trump had just closed the border. So I threw on YouTube and saw that the European borders had been closed. Tour started canceling left and right. And by the time I got up there, our tour was canceled. I had driven eight hours north and we weren't going on tour. So <laughs> that was a bit of a bummer, but we looked at it like a blessing because the record was done, but I still had to finish up my vocals. So I took the next 20 days and I lived up north and I tracked all my vocals every single day. It was the last thing that needed to be officially done. So instead of going on the tour, we were able to finish the record. And all the things that got written are what they are because we didn't get to go on that tour and because this virus took everything over. So I have that to thank, I guess. And uh, <laughs> shit. And then uh, we had another tour that never got announced, and which was going to be July. And we were going to release the record July 1st and start the tour in the very beginning of July as well. So, and that was like a five week tour and that didn't happen. So at that point we just, we were able to sort of take our time with the record, finish it up through that, like the mixing process and getting a couple guest features and all that. And then, uh, uh, then start shooting videos and start creating content. So we haven't done much in terms of like creating a bunch of content. We're not the band that has done the, the live streaming yet. And that's all because we're so far at the end of an album cycle and all those songs that are out have been released on a different label. So we're not about to deal with that, you know, and create acoustic versions of songs that'll have to go to the old label because of copyright and stuff. So we're just like, all right, let's just focus on our new release. Once that's out, we can start getting creative with what our fans would want from us while we're all at home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Did Did you stop for like a burrito or anything? Like after eight hours of driving, you're like, well, at least I, I can get a, it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I have a specific stop. Uh, I have two stops specifically on my way home. You after the first three hours, you go through like you go through like a crazy mountain pass. We call it the Grapevine. You come down on the other side, and there's a Chipotle. I don't know if you ever been to Chipotle. Oh, I have barbacoa, yes. baby. Nice. That's my joint right there. So I mm-hmm. hit the Chipotle. I fuel up at the Shell gas station. They always <laughs> got the cheapest gas on the on the five, and then Word. I I can make it from there all the way another four hours to Jackson, where we all live up there, and I go straight to the taco truck. My boy Jesus has the best taco truck I have ever been to, and so it's usually a two burrito day. Orale, mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful! I dig it! Yes. Alright, yes. well, Dana, unless there's anything that I missed that you wanted to chat about, please let me know. Otherwise, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Yes, dude, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, it's We're going to have a few more singles that will be announced and released throughout the rest of this next few months before October 16th hits. And then our album's out and 
take things from there. See what goes on. Groovy. All right, you want to hit stop, please, sweetie? Oh, come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Weird. 